there are all beliefs that we hold on to. And so again, as you continue to meditate and feel these feelings that you've held on to for so long and let them go, you're going to start to heal. And I remember I was even paying a coach a freaking $1,000 a month at the time and he couldn't even help me. And he was like one of the best coaches out there. I was like, clearly something's wrong. And there was. Welcome to the Holistically Healthy Podcast, where I, Sedona Treganing, nutritional therapy practitioner and NASM certified trainer, bust health myths and teach you how to become the healthiest, most confident version of you. Hello, and welcome back to the Holistically Healthy Podcast. Today is going to be a solo episode, and today is going to be all about meditation and why it's so impactful for any type of health issue, whether that's even honestly physical health or mental health, and why literally every single person should be meditating every single day, and why I meditate every single day, and why it's been so transformational, impactful on my healing journey to where I became someone that never had a panic attack after being someone that experienced crippling panic attacks every single day, literally every single day, just a few years ago. And and obviously there's other things that I do within my practice that you guys have seen me preach about, you know, digestive health and how that's so important and hormones and all of that. But really the root cause to all of these issues is some type of mental health barrier, whether we realize it or not. I mean, Part of what this meditation is going to be, which we'll talk about in a second, is actually discovering, okay, do is there something within me that is holding me back from healing that is related to emotions? And a lot of the times, a, a lot of us don't even realize that our emotions are impacting us because they're so deeply rooted in our bodies. It's not in our conscious self. It's in our subconscious. So this is going to help you with that. If you're wondering, you know, is stress part of my the reason why I'm not healthy? How do I know if I'm stressed? How does this show up in my body? This is going to be the episode for you. And of course, meditation is such a broad topic, so I'm not going to be able to cover everything on meditation for this one episode, but I definitely, especially if you guys let me know if you want more of these episodes, I definitely want to talk about this in the future, like different forms of meditation and all of that. But for this episode specifically, I want it to be beginner friendly, and I also want to teach you guys some really basic ways that you can start to have more wisdom about your body and and also actually just start tapping into what you already know about yourself and the emotions that have been stored for a very long time. And also how to get away from guided meditations and start your own exploration of your body without someone guiding you. Because I find that a lot of people always depend on guided meditations and it never really gets them to where they're actually exploring themselves because they're having someone lead that exploration process. Hopefully that makes sense. But without further ado, we can kind of get into what I want to talk about today. And actually, I said without further ado, but one reminder here is if if throughout this episode you have any questions, please message me on my Instagram. I am a certified meditation teacher and I love talking about meditation. So just message me any questions you have after listening. And if you have health issues and you feel like, okay, I would like a holistic approach where we're incorporating meditation, mental health with nutrition and movement therapy, I'm your girl. Also reach out on my Instagram. Let me know if you have any questions about how to work with me one-on-one, or you can just head right to the show notes and I'll have an application to apply to work with me. And we can always set up a call to chat and just make sure that we're a good fit for each other. Now, without further ado, let's get into a little story. Okay, many of you probably have heard my first episode when I was talking more about 
my upbringing and how I really, really struggled with mental health. And there was sexual abuse, uh, physical abuse, all of that. And I remember, you know, first of all, asking what the hell was wrong with me? Why did I keep attracting this dysfunction in my life? And of course, there were outside circumstances that were putting me in these situations and there wasn't much I could do about it. But part of me was also attracting dysfunction. And I was like, what the hell am I doing that is attracting this into my life? Why have I been sexually abused more than once? Why do I have all shitty relationships? It's not like it's just a coincidence. There must be something that I'm unaware of that is happening to me. Fast forward a couple of years, I had crippling anxiety. I had panic attacks every day. And again, I kind of blamed it on my health issues at the time, but I didn't actually realize that my panic attacks were causing my health issues or, I mean, they were impacting each other, but really the the anxiety was what was causing most of my health issues. And even as I healed my body, you know, I felt a little bit better, maybe had a little bit less panic attacks, but that question was still, why do I still feel anxious? why I remember, you know, walking through the woods with my dog. And I'm just like, why can't I just focus on the trees and the surroundings around me? Why can't I stop thinking? And I had this always, my mind was just always racing and I had insomnia. And again, it was like, what is going on here? There has to be something within me that is not healed that is causing all of these issues. And so this is where someone actually recommended meditation to me. It was a a coach that I had worked with and I kind of brushed it off. I didn't really think that meditation would be super impactful until I did it. Now, the first time I did meditation, this was probably like two years ago, I did a guided meditation and it was good. I remember even just focusing on my breath and not having my mind racing. Like I kind of hit a certain point where after like five to 10 minutes of focusing on my breath, I started crying because that was the first time my mind kind of shut off a little bit and I didn't feel like I was out of control. And so then what happened was I was like, wow, I'm probably healed, right? I meditated one time. I feel fine. But when you meditate once, the feeling never lasts. And that's actually part of what I'd love to teach you guys in the future is how to make the meditation feeling last. And we'll touch on that a little bit today, but it didn't really last for me. And when I came out of that meditation, I was kind of back to my old self and still back to the old patterns that caused the poor relationships that caused me overthinking, et cetera. And then I remember I tried it again. I had the same kind of thing where I was like, yeah, it worked in the, when I was doing it. But then I kind of went back to my, my old ways of just being more stressed, overthinking, being super ego-driven, pride, all of that. And then the third time, I actually didn't plan on meditating. And I remember I had smoked a little bit of, of weed. And I think I had microdose that day, which is also a topic for a different podcast. But I did that. And then I remember just feeling like I should sit on my, well, I was sitting on my couch and I remember I was drawing and I just had this feeling that I needed to just sit there and kind of just be and focus on my breath. And we'll talk about this in a second, but meditation isn't just you know, chanting or sitting crisscross or whatever. Meditation can be anything that you direct your attention on. So technically, I didn't know it at the time, but I was going into a meditative state. And I remember all of a sudden, I kind of felt, not all of a sudden, actually, this was, this was probably like, I was probably focused on my breath for maybe like two minutes, but I felt this overwhelming feeling of sadness and it was a huge breakthrough for me. So basically what had happened was, There was a family member that caused me a lot of 
sadness and anxiety and was very hateful when I was growing up. And when I sat there, the sadness that I felt, I realized was for him. And I know some of you guys might be like, what are you talking about? He was someone that wasn't great to you. Yeah, I totally understand. <laughs> I was I was in the same boat. I was like, I'm never going to forgive him. He owes me an apology. But when I sat there and I felt the sadness, I started envisioning all of the stuff that he probably had to go through when we were growing up. Not probably had to go through, but I know that he had struggles growing up. And it was almost like a movie in my mind where I saw him and then I also saw what it was like for me growing up as well and how because I was a hurt person, I hurt other people. Granted, I you know, I've talked about my bullying previously, how I was bullied from the time I was in fourth grade up until I ended up getting homeschooled in my sophomore year of high school. But I thought about how I was a bully because I was hurt and how he was a hurt person and he was bullying me because he felt threatened by me. That's a whole other story again. But that was crazy for me. And at the time, you know, I was still really struggling with my period. I hadn't gotten my period, I think in like a year since I came off birth control. And when I let out my emotions, so I started crying and sobbing, actually, and I started dry heaving and I sat with it for probably about 10 minutes. And I think at one point I was curled up in a ball on the ground, just feeling those emotions. And then I felt like the water retention that I had around my ankles that I had been holding on to for a long time. Like I was very, very puffy. And I know I've talked about my transformation before on my Instagram, but my face was so puffy. I looked like I was overweight at that point, but I actually wasn't. I was just holding on to so much water from stress. And I remember after that, at one point in that meditation session, I felt like I had let go of a lot of water retention and I looked down and I, maybe it was a coincidence, but I did feel less puffy. And not only that, but I woke up the next day. I kid you not, I had my period. And so this doesn't just happen to me. If you guys know the books that I had posted about before, I posted about like Letting Go by David R. Hawkins and Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And both of them, especially Dr. Joe Dispenza, are amazing healers. Like they have miracles happen in their seminars. And they always talk about how the emotions that we hold in our body that we're not yet feeling safe enough to feel, they manifest as illness, especially when we think of the science of it. I mean, when your body is stuck in a fight or flight state, when you have high cortisol, high stress hormone, you're going to favor producing cortisol over something like progesterone, which would impact your period. And so for me, it was almost like my body was like, wow, we're finally safe. We're not holding on to that sadness, that resentment anymore, that it was able to have a period. And not only that, but after that meditation session, I stopped treating my body like shit. So at the time as well, I was still dealing with those same patterns that I had growing up where I would let men take advantage of my body because I felt like I had no worth. I was so stuck on the relationship growing up with that family member and how he made me feel like I was worthless that I sought out relationships that made me feel like I was worthless, that reinforced that feeling of being worthless. And after that session, I remember I was seeing someone at the time and it was just a casual thing. And I called him up about a week later and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And ever since, I haven't done that. I haven't had casual flings or casual hookups. And I'm not saying that one meditation session, one breakthrough is going to change your life. 
But can you imagine if you committed to this every single day, if you did this type of meditation every single day? You're going to realize so much about yourself. And I can guarantee you, every single person listening to this, so you listening to this, even if you feel like you had a perfect childhood, there are things that you are going to hold on to during your developing years that are going to impact the way you see yourself. They're going to make you feel like, I'm not worthy of a good relationship or a great relationship, so I'm going to settle for something okay. Or I'm not financially capable of making a transition and moving somewhere else. Or I'm too insecure to, you know, start following my dream and posting on social media and creating a business for myself. There are all beliefs that we hold on to. And so again, as you continue to meditate and feel these feelings that you've held on to for so long and let them go, you're going to start to heal. So after this session, this is when I really started taking things seriously. And I was like, holy shit, (laughs) this is amazing. Because I tried every supplement in the book. I've tried every nutrition plan and nothing healed my period. Like I couldn't get my period back. And I remember I was even paying a coach a freaking $1,000 a month at the time. And he couldn't even help me. And he was like one of the best coaches out there. I was like, clearly something's wrong. And there was. So when I learned about this, I got really interested in meditation. And so I got certified, like I said previously, as a meditation teacher. And I started recommending meditation more to my clients. And the more that I was learning about meditation myself, the more I was able to, one, help clients and recommend meditation to clients But I've also been able to be more grounded and not have my own biases influence what I recommend to my clients. I would say one thing I'm pretty good at since meditating is remaining neutral and not, again, not allowing my own biases to get in the way of being a great coach. So I became a meditation teacher. I learned all different kinds of meditations. And there are definitely different kinds of meditations that I incorporate for clients for different scenarios. For example, breathing meditation is great to start with if you're just getting into meditation or chanting meditation I find is great for people with ADHD, which actually technically I'm diagnosed with ADHD, but I've been able to meditate anyways. Or walking meditation is great if you don't have, I mean, you should always have time to meditate, but if you don't have enough time, you're traveling and you can't meditate before bed or something, I mean, you can meditate while you're walking. So there's so many things that you can do with meditation, and hopefully in the future, again, I'll be able to talk about these different types of meditation more. But I wanted to go over a specific meditation that I developed for myself that helped me with the breakthrough that I had that I was talking about where I got my period. And this is also the meditation I do pretty much daily in case, unless there's like one time where I do feel like doing a guided meditation. But before I actually walk you through this and what this meditation is, I want to just give you the bare bones of understanding what meditation is for those of you that have never done it before or for those of you that have only done guided meditations and never actually learned what meditation is and the amazing transformative powers of it. Okay, the first thing I want to cover is that meditation is not simply clearing your mind, especially for my ADHD people out there. Um... I know that you're probably thinking, how the fuck do I shut my brain off? Because there's always a million things in my mind. I'm always thinking about what I have to do the next day. I'm thinking about, oh, I forgot this thing at the grocery store. You're always thinking. But the first thing here is it's not the act of not thinking. That's not really what this is. And I'll tell you what it is in a second, actually. But I also want to remind you that as you're getting into meditation, 
the racing thoughts are going to happen, but it's going to get easier over time. It's like training a muscle at the gym. You know, you don't show up at the gym and you're strong. No, you practice, you build that muscle. It's the same thing with your attention. And this is where even if you have ADHD, meditation can really help with that. And that's just through practice. That's just through not giving up and being gentle with yourself and understanding, hey, everyone's mind is going to wander and that's totally okay. But just remember it's a practice and just keep bringing your awareness back to where you're trying to place your awareness. And speaking of, meditation is by definition, it's really just placing your attention on something or placing your awareness on something. So this is where, like I said, you can have different forms of meditation. You can focus on your breath, focus on a mantra. You can focus on walking. That's what meditation is. That's where it is nice to have someone kind of guide you through, okay, what kind of meditation might be best for you to start off? Because there's so many different ways that you can meditate. And also, I feel like it's really good to point out that meditation should not be something super serious. I kind of talked to you about how I had like a sob story and how I literally was crying, you know, and meditation doesn't have to always be that. It's not always going to be you feeling miserable, feeling your emotions or feeling anger, anything like that. I want you to think of meditation as exploration and observing things in your body that you were not aware of previously. So think of like, you know, when you, let's say Africa. I'm sure not a lot of us have been to Africa. And I'm sure not a lot of us have felt what's truly stored in our bodies before, have ever taken the time to feel inward of what's going on within us. And so let's say, okay, with Africa, you know, you're exploring things, right? Like it's all unknown and it's fun. It's new. You want to try different locations, travel all throughout Africa. You're going to be wowed by the things that you find and it's going to help you grow as a person. And it's the same thing again with with your body. So try to explore things, explore where you feel your breath, explore where you feel muscle tightness. All of that is going to be great insight as to you know, what you're feeling and where you can work on to just become a more joyful, happier person, if that makes sense. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about too is when I said meditation is not simply clearing your mind, I want to bring up an analogy that I learned from a, like one of a Buddhist leader. I was reading one of his books, but he talks about meditation as the difference between trying to see the bottom of a lake when the water is murky or not even murky, but when there's waves on the water and the difference between that and then looking to the bottom of the lake when the water is completely still. So when the analogy, when we're talking about the analogy of having waves on the water and you can't really see the bottom, it's the same thing where you can't really see clearly if you are trapped up in your emotions and if you are fearful or if you're insecure, if you're holding on to things that have happened to you or emotions that you felt in the past that you've continued to hold on to throughout your lifetime. So for example, let's say your partner says, hey, can you do the dishes? If you're insecure about feeling like you don't do enough, I don't know, this might be a bad example, but if you're insecure about not feeling like you're doing enough, maybe you were raised as your mom nitpicking you, you're probably going to be like pissed off at that, right? But if that had never happened to you and you were raised by a mom who didn't force you to do things or didn't nitpick you, you're probably going to see that situation differently, right? So that's where meditation allows you to be the observer of your thoughts rather than be super emotional about your thoughts and letting your thoughts pull you in with them and take you and start overthinking things and 
and start feeling sensations in your body that you don't even want to feel, but it's just so deeply ingrained in you that you feel it anyways. So that's another thing with meditation is that's where whether I have a decision to make about what food I want to eat or what I should do with my business or how I should respond to someone, being in a meditative state where you're in a calm place and you're not letting your emotions take over, that's going to be the best place you can be to make decisions. And actually, I know I said that was the last thing I'm going to say, but the the serious last thing I'm going to say here that's very important to know about meditation is so many people now are getting into hypnotherapy and noticing the benefits of hypnotherapy, but a lot of us don't have the means to try it or you just don't trust someone to try it or you just have this inner knowing that maybe it's just not for you, which is me. <laughs> but basically meditation will get you to the same brain state that you would be when you're in a hypnotic state. So it is the alpha wave state that you're entering with certain types of meditation. And that's the same thing with hypnotherapy. And what's cool with this is this alpha state is going to allow you to access a part of your brain that is the seat of the subconscious. And when I say subconscious, actually, I should have mentioned this before, But when I say subconscious, that's going to be your body. That's going to be emotions stored within your body, deep rooted in your body that have not yet been brought to your awareness or brought to your consciousness, if that makes sense. So let's say the situation with my family member. Now, I wasn't yet ready to feel the emotions that I had stored about this family member. They were too painful for me and I didn't feel safe enough to feel them. But once I got to this state where I was accessing my subconscious, I felt like I was in a safe place. I could breathe. I was present. Then that came up for me and I started feeling that and my conscious was ready to process it and let it go. So this is where it's also really, really cool to use meditation to access parts of us that we have pushed away for so long. And the more you meditate again, the the more you'll be able to process these things that have been pushed away. Okay, so hopefully that all makes sense. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through steps of the meditation that I do daily, the one that helped me have a period, the one that helped me really process things that were going wrong in my life, process how I wanted my business to look like, all of this. And I'm not going to actually go through it as if it was a guided meditation because I want you to understand the process of it and then I want you to be intuitive about it. So basically what you can do is I'm going to leave a link to my meditation playlist for Apple Music users. So if you don't have Apple Music, you can just look on Spotify. But basically what you can do is you can play that music and then you can start this meditation kind of going through the steps that I'm going to walk you through in a second here. And I mean, if you want to use my voice to guide you through the meditation, I do have meditations actually. If you message me, I might be able to send it to you. But If you want, you can also rewind this podcast, maybe put it on half speed and then kind of go through the the meditation by yourself. Okay, what you're going to do with any type of meditation is the first step is going to be to sit in a position where you're comfortable, but you're also alert. So a lot of people will say that they fall asleep when they're trying to meditate. But if you're doing it right before bed and you're laying in bed and you're comfy and the lights are off, you're probably going to fall asleep. So try not to do that. Try to be more upright, even just sitting up crisscross with your palm or your hands on your knees with your palms up. That's typically what I like to do. And that might help you not fall asleep. And if you do fall asleep, do it in the morning. So find that comfortable position, close your eyes 
and try being upright. Now, the first thing you're going to do is focus on your breath. And again, this is going to be an exploration process. So when I say focus on your breath, that might be feeling your breath in your lungs, maybe expanding your belly or noticing your breath in your, you know, going in and out of your nostrils. Maybe see if you can find your breath in your fingertips or throughout your body. But take a couple of minutes to just focus on your breath, maybe one to two minutes. Or again, this is an exploration process. I want this to kind of, I want your body to guide you. So maybe even take like five, 10 minutes if this feels good to you. There's no real limit here. But again, focusing on the breath. And once you focus on the breath, then you can go into scanning your body. So when you're scanning your body, what I typically like to do is I like to do a one to two minute scan going through every body part and feeling if there's any tension I have to let go of. So for me, this is usually letting my tongue drop from the roof of my mouth and letting my jaw soften. This is also making sure my shoulders aren't shrugged. I know for me, whenever I'm stressed, I carry that stress in my left trap. So it's letting that go. And once you scan your body for tension, this is where you can start to access the subconscious through then noticing the space that your body is taking up. So once you go through that scan of letting go of any tension, you can then start back at the top of your head and start noticing the space that your head takes up. This is kind of confusing for some people and there's different ways to access the subconscious and and reach this brainwave state, the alpha brainwave state. I find this the easiest, but it's basically going through each body part. For example, your forehead, your eyes, your nose, and seeing how that feels in space. Like what, what space is that taking up? What is the volume of your nose? See if you can feel that without actually touching your nose. And you're going to spend about 5, 10, I mean, you can even do 15, 20 minutes, whatever feels good to you going through each and every body part and feeling how that feels in space. And then once you do that, you can then transition into feeling your the space between you and the walls around you. And you might notice that you have an out-of-body experience or maybe your head starts nodding as if you're going to start to fall asleep or maybe your hands feel very warm and heavy. All of this is going to be right. And even if you start to lose your your focus, again, bring yourself back to this full body scan and no one's perfect. Like the more I practice this, the easier it gets, but there are still times that my mind wanders. And so you just bring it right back. But once you get into this alpha brainwave state, it's typically very easy to stay here and your mind isn't going to be super distracted. And so after you do this and you feel like you're in a super relaxed state, this is where, again, you're you're in your subconscious. You're accessing your subconscious. And so I encourage you to sit here as long as you feel like it. I know you're probably thinking that I was going to read you guys a crazy script, a crazy meditation, but that's not what this is. What I really want is for you to learn how to trust your body and the signals that your body is giving you and see what it's telling you to do. For me, more recently, I've been having visions of my childhood come up and 
before I never felt safe enough to access those memories, whether they were good or bad. I never remember anything from my childhood. And even throughout the day now, I've been just having those things play in my head, almost like a movie. So that might come up for you. You might start crying. And if you start crying, that's totally fine. Let it out. You might even feel like screaming and dry heaving. And that's something I've definitely done before. And that just means that you're releasing anger that you had never really felt because maybe you thought it was shameful to feel anger or, you know, maybe you just never were able to really process it because you were trying to hold the family together, like if you had a chaotic family. So whatever you feel is normal. And again, if you if you want to make sure you're not going overboard in, with time, like if you're doing this in the morning and you only have 20 minutes, I would say set a timer. But if not, just stay here for as long as you feel comfortable. And sometimes I do this for like 45 minutes. So you can't really do it for too long. But that's pretty much what the meditation is. And then once you feel ready, I would say don't just open your eyes. You might feel very lethargic. So I would say just bring yourself back to your body by wiggling your fingers and your toes. And then you can open your eyes. And a really good pair to this would be something like journal prompts or not even journal prompts, but just free writing kind of what you felt and jotting down some of the things that may have come to you. And don't worry too much about writing a full novel because things that are important to you, you will remember. But it might be nice to do a brain dump and kind of process the things that you saw in that meditation. And again, even if you didn't see anything, keep at it. It'll come to you. But that is the meditation, guys. So let me know if you end up trying this and also check out, like I said, the meditation playlist below because that's a really good playlist that you can play in the background that has no words or anything. And I find it really helps me get into that relaxing state and really access stored memories that I have not really felt. And again, if you have any questions, reach out. And if you're suffering from health issues and feel that you want more guidance, also highly recommend applying for coaching. That'll also be in the bio. But that's it for this episode, guys. I hope you found it helpful and I will see you in the next one. Thanks again for listening to the Holistically Healthy Podcast. If you want more information or immediate help, head to www.wholenothingback.net and apply for coaching. 